Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to be looking at more round two matchups and looking at how these series are turning out, looking how things are going, and everything that is involved in um, some of this uh, round two matchups, NBA style. So, yeah, let's get started. So, basically, we're going to start out by looking at um, the Celtics versus the Raptors. And so, let's get uh, right into that. So, game one went to Boston. They won. Game two was Boston. It, it was a lot closer game two. Uh, Celtics ended up um, getting a closer victory. And uh, that was a good game. Then we get to game three, and that's when the series changed because there was about five seconds left in the game. Um, and... Um, Celtics were going down low, and Daniel Tice gets a nice pass, I believe it's from Kemba Walker, and slams it down. 0.05 left on the clock, and the Celtics have seven foot five Taco Fall on the game, and he is guarding the six foot Kyle Lowry, who is throwing the inbound, and somehow he gets the ball. Um, Lowry throws it over, and Ananobi is open in the corner. I think Tatum was supposed to be guarding him, but. Um, wasn't there in time ball goes up goes in and the Raptors win by one and I think that was the turning point of the series for the Raptors just a little bit because it gave them enough life in the tank um, to keep going because I think if the Celtics had won that game let's just say Ananobi missed that three and the Celtics win well then we probably would have had no game five Uh, we would have just had game four which the Celtics probably would have won because The momentum was still firmly on their side. Game 5 is Toronto's to to lose, and they ended up winning um, a big game there, and it was tied 2-2. So a lot of people now are thinking, okay, the momentum has shifted back to the um, Raptors, and they are holding the edge. But Game 5 came along, and the Celtics said, you know, we're getting back to what we started with, and we're doing what we do and doing it great, and, you know, that's such a great situation for them, and so for the um, Celtics, in game number five, they took care of business, 111-89, Celtics just demolished Toronto, watching the game, I watched about the second half, it was crazy, you have all five starters with more than 10 points in the game, you have uh, Kemba with 21, and Jalen Brown with 27, Tatum had 18 and 10, 15 and 8 for uh, Tice. You have 12 points for Marcus Smart with 7 rebounds and 6 assists. Off the bench, you had Brad Wademaker who got 28 minutes in the game and was 15 points. And everybody else on the bench really didn't do much, um, you know. And that's not a big deal because they ended up winning. Toronto, in this one, none of their guys played exceptionally well. Van Vliet had 18 points, which was great. Um... And then they had Siakam had 10, Lowry had 10. Siakam early on had five fouls, which uh, hurt him significantly, and it hurt their team. Powell had 16 off the bench. Matt Thomas played a lot of minutes. He got 10 points off the bench, and we got seven points, four rebounds for Ibaka, which is not a great game for him. So now we are in this point where the Celtics have a commanding uh, lead, and they have the momentum back in their court, and they are just heading towards the... um, right direction for sure things are looking good and everyone is just uh is just happy so um 
I think this series is firmly in the Celtics' hands, and I think it would be very, uh, very surprising to me if the Celtics were to lose this series. I don't know if it'll go um, to seven games. I think, you know, the Celtics technically will be going back home court advantage at this point. Um, I believe so. And, um, you know, it's going to be a great rest of the series. I think the Celtics with their players just have to get it done. And, you know, the Raptors aren't the same team with Kawhi gone. And maybe that's going to be one of the headlines when they, um, if they lose the series, um, you know, is this team really good without Kawhi? I mean, they're great, but a lot of their guys are older. And Ibaka is older, Gasol is older, even um, Kyle Lowry to an extent. And so you're kind of, you know, what's going to happen here? So I think the Celtics are in a good place. If you're a Celtics fan like myself, that's a good thing. If you're a Toronto Raptors fan, then not so much. So this series, to me, is firmly in the Celtics ball, uh, Celtics court. And I'd be surprised at this point if the Celtics lose uh, game six and game seven. I think it's possible that it goes seven games because that's just how Toronto is. But I think the Celtics are going to come out on top. Whether it's six or seven games, that's what it is. Now we go to the next series here, which we'll look at Clippers versus Nuggets. And the Los Angeles Clippers have you know, a 2-1 lead in this series. They won game one. Then game two was all Denver. And then game three is now the Clippers 113-107. So let's look at game three before we switch into the series as a whole. Uh, 23 for Kawhi Leonard with 14 rebounds. 12 for Marcus Morris. 32 points for Paul George. We got 11 points for Montrez Harrell off the bench. 10 points for Lou Williams off the bench. And, yeah, that's a pretty good showing for the Clippers. Other side of things, Denver. Millsap had 11. We saw 11 points from Grant. Jokic had 32 12 rebounds and 8 assists. We saw 14 and 9 for Murray, which is an off game. 10 points for Gary Harris and 18 for Michael Porter Jr. off the bench, which, yeah, it's not a bad situation. Um, they just didn't look as good. Um, and, uh, you know, they could have, um, you know, had a better game. But I think the Clippers hold the edge in this series. I think Denver's been playing great basketball, and I think Murray's been the, the main catalyst of this. But, you know... It's one of those things where the Clippers have the better players and the better coach and the better situation. And if you are a fan of the Clippers, you got to be happy. You're in the driver's seat. you got the momentum. And it doesn't really seem like that's going to be a huge issue for them. So I'm just hoping that things can work themselves out and, you know, it can be a great series. And, you know, that's how it should be. And I think... The Clippers are going to get that victory and move on when it's all said and done. Then we have Miami versus Milwaukee. Now, if you're looking at this series, um, I guess we could um, talk about how the Miami Heat are up 3-1 to one in a very surprising fashion. And what I mean by that is the Milwaukee Bucks um, just have choked and just have kind of uh, lost their edge. Um, Miami had um, a great series against the Pacers. They're having a great series now. They lost game number four, so now we have to go to a game five. Um, and Milwaukee, Miami, um, 
you know, that's uh, something. And, uh, you know, I think Giannis is out, and that's going to hurt because the fact that, you know, their team's tough, but not tough enough without Giannis. So Middleton's good. He had 36 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists in their last vic- in their victory, I guess. Um, but Miami's just overall better. 8 assists, 12 rebounds, 26 points for Bam Adebayo. Um, I think Miami can take this. Uh, they're going to win either the next game or the game after. I don't see any issues with that. Fortunately for um, my uh, Bucks fans, they're going to have to think what if. And the sad thing for Bucks fans is every loss, and eventually if they lose this series, it's going to lead to the eventual situation where Giannis may not want to stay. And I think Bucks fans are very nervous because Milwaukee is not a big city and it's not a big market. And, you know, fans are going to be nervous because if they lose this series, which I think they will, you're going to have to think, what's Giannis going to do? Because Giannis is all in on Milwaukee, but what if something changes? I don't know. And so the Bucks are a regurgitated version of themselves last year. Apparently that's not good enough because Miami's just better at this point. Then we have the Rockets versus the Lakers. It is a 1-1 series tied. And we have the Lakers losing game one. Lakers winning game number two. And to me, this whole series is basically opposites. Because you have the Houston Rockets on one side who are all scoring, three-point shooting, no defense. Their smallest guys are Covington um, playing the five. P.J. Tucker, 6'5", playing the four. Um, they have to guard guys like Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard and LeBron James, who are all tall, who are all big body. And the Lakers on the other side, like I said, are all big body. They're all defense. They're all, you know, kind of getting to the basket and they can't really shoot the basketball. And so this series, it's, it's tough. You know, it's going to be one of those series where after the Houston Rockets can get their three pointers going, the Lakers are going to have a hard time catching up. If the Rockets can't shoot the basketball, the Lakers have the edge, and the game is pretty much in their hands. And so, James Harden and Eric Gordon and Covington and all these three-point shooters have to step up big because you're going to have a lot of problems if you can't shoot the basketball at the level you're expected to. And so, yes, I think there are a lot of teams out there who, you know, they're very talented, um, and they're probably a little bit better matched when it comes to the Lakers playing the Lakers but the Rockets can get it done I think um unfortunately if you're a Rockets fan I don't think this series is going to go your way I really wish it would because I don't like the Lakers just as much as a lot of people if not more and I don't want to see LeBron make it any farther nor do I want to see the Lakers make it any farther but they're just at this point the better team and I think Denver is better matching with the Lakers. I think we also see uh, the Clippers, who are a better match with the Lakers. The Rockets just don't match up well. And they don't really match up well with anyone. So, fortunately, if you're a fan of the Rockets, it looks like your time may be coming to a screeching halt. I don't want to say that in any way negatively, other than it's just your time's over, it seems like. Yes, it's a 1-1 series, and yes... There is momentum in the Lakers' favor. But the NBA um, knows, and I guess all of us fans know, that the Lakers and LeBron James are very, very good. And LeBron James has carried worse teams 
to finals appearances. So, you know, it's it's tough road ahead for Houston. And unfortunately, if you're a Rockets fan, you know, this might be the end of your road once the series is over. And it was almost Oklahoma City who came and took down Houston, but they just missed at the end, and it didn't work. But Houston, I think the Lakers are going to have your number. They're going to get you, and you're going to lose this battle, unfortunately. So that's just what I think is going to happen. Unfortunately, the Lakers will be out of luck, and I guess we just have to move on and go from there. So, you know, if I'm looking at it, it looks like the Celtics are going to be playing the Miami Heat, and it looks like the Clippers are going to be playing the Lakers, which um, I would have said Boston versus Milwaukee at the start of the playoffs, but... Miami versus Boston's not a bad matchup, and Clippers versus Lakers, a great, Lakers is a great matchup. Um, and so, you know, nothing is set in stone. You know, we don't know how these finals will turn out. I'm giving you what I believe is going to happen, and, you know, it's going to be a quick end for Milwaukee. It's going to be a quick end for um, the Denver Nuggets, and the Raptors are going to lose in a well-fought series, and the Houston Rockets will make it a series, but they will end up losing in the end. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, that. And so the NBA is now, um, you know, still going in the second round. A few more games left, and then we'll go to the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, which that's going to be very, very um, interesting to watch. And that's going to be very, very fun to watch as an NBA fan as someone who loves watching uh, basketball, I think it's going to be good. And, you know, these series all have implications on the future. They all have implications on, you know, what the situation is going to be long term. And so if you look at the Toronto Raptors, they have all these veterans who may or may not be on the team next year based on their salary and their contract situations. And so if the Toronto Raptors for some reason lose this series... Maybe things don't go their way, um, and in free agency, they might not sign Marcus Gasol or Serge Ibaka back. You know, Fred Van Vliet's a free agent, and he's been playing probably the best on this Raptors team, and he's going to get his money. And whether the Raptors pay him or not, that's going to be another question that they're going to have to deal with. So this series, if they can keep going, players are going to want to play in Toronto. If the Raptors can make it to the finals again, then teams are going to be fearing the Raptors for the future and a lot of players are going to think maybe Toronto is a place to go because for most basketball players Toronto is not the greatest situation it's not sunny it's cold it, you know you have to go to a whole nother country um, for the majority of the NBA which is uh, mostly American-born basketball players it's a lot of work for them to go to Toronto and then come over and play in New York and then play in Chicago and then go back to Toronto and then come play in Sacramento and then go back to Toronto it's you know a lot and so if they can win and they can move on and they can beat the Heat if they play the Heat or Milwaukee if they play Milwaukee then you know a lot of players are going to think this might be a place to go and so who knows what that's going to be if Celtics come out on this series which I think they will you know, a lot of people are not going to doubt them for the future. You know, the Celtics time and time again have missed out on f big name guys. They could have traded for Paul George at the draft um, a few years ago. They chose not to. They could have traded Jalen Brown for Kawhi Leonard, which I think if Kawhi Leonard had won a championship in Boston, 
with, I believe Tatum was there, and I think Kyrie would have been there. Then maybe Kawhi Leonard would have stayed, but they didn't make any moves in that department. Anthony Davis basically was telling the Celtics that he didn't want to go there, or at least his agent was telling him, or telling the Celtics that he didn't want to go there. I don't think Anthony Davis would have cared one way or the other. I think he would have been fine in Boston, but obviously um, Rich Paul had other ideas in mind. And so the Celtics didn't want to trade Tatum because that's what it would have taken. And honestly, you know, the situation has worked out for the most part. Tatum was an all-star. Jalen Brown's been playing great basketball. You have Kemba who can shoot 20 points a game. And, you know, you're looking pretty good. And so Gordon Hayward's contract will be up either next year or the year after. And um, if he stays around long term, and they can get him for a good contract, and then they can add some other pieces to make their team a little bit better. You could see a Celtics team that's really set up to be champions for this future. I mean, they made the Eastern Conference Finals three of the last four years. Um, they lost last year to Milwaukee in the second round, but before that, they played LeBron twice, and they lost twice. So um, if they make it this year, it'll be three of the last four. So, you know... They are looking very good. Now, if you go to the other side of things, I mentioned it a little bit earlier with Giannis and uh, Milwaukee. If Milwaukee doesn't win this series, Giannis is going to have to think long and hard about his future in the Milwaukee city. You know, the Bucks are a good team, but they're not looking like they're going to change, you know. They locked up Chris Middleton long term. They have Brooke Lopez, who makes a decent amount of money. Eric Bledsoe, same thing. So... You know, there's a lot of situations in Milwaukee that could play out in the future. And one of them, which is not out of the realm of possibility, is Giannis leaving and going somewhere else. And so losing this series is going to put Giannis one step closer to deciding, yeah, maybe I don't want to be here. If they were to win the series, then maybe he'd have more faith in this team. Moving on to Miami. Miami is just cementing themselves as a place to play. And in 2016... The um, Miami Heat wasted money on a bunch of free agents. Kelly Olenek, James Johnson, uh, they signed Gordon Drogic to a longer-term deal. Obviously not the greatest situations right there. Um, and if you look at Miami, they signed Tyler Johnson to a big deal, which he's no longer there, but they still are dealing, at least for another year, with his uh, salary on the books. They uh, added, I believe, Ryan Anderson for a little bit who was a big contract that didn't pan out. They're just, they were bad. And they had just kind of gotten over Chris Bosh leaving because of injury. Dwayne Wade going to Chicago, then Cleveland. And LeBron in Cleveland winning championships with his former team. And they were a shell of the big three era. And then they got some great moves, some good players. And Jimmy Butler is here, and they're looking so much better. And I got to say, it's a good situation now in, um, you know, Miami. And they got a lot of uh, bright future ahead of them. Now, if you look at the Western Conference side of things, Houston has been juggling this juggernaut of, okay, it was Chris Paul and James Harden. Now it's Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Will we ever get a Houston Rockets team that can succeed? Are we going to have to get rid of Westbrook and get someone else in there? Okay, let's go and get Drew Holiday in there. Or let's get you know, Bradley Beal in there, or let's get, you know, someone else. Are they going to have to try something different again? Because we just keep seeing them juggling around pieces, and they're just not working. They got rid of all their size. The Rockets are actually looking like a team 
who doesn't have a lot of draft picks, and they're looking like they're going downhill pretty quickly. And that's not good. So they have a ton of issues. If you look at the... Then we're going to go to the Denver Nuggets. Total opposite. Denver has a bright future. They have some great players, some young talent, great point guard, great center. Michael Porter Jr. is actually turning out to be a decent player. I mean, let's be honest. They have a bright future, and things are looking up for the Denver Nuggets as much as um, they don't have a perennial all-star like the other teams out there. They're still good. Then you go to the Clippers. Clippers are the best team in the Western Conference with all of the assets put together. Great coach, great owner, great general manager, great uh, superstar, great second star, great team, bench. They have everything. And the Clippers, you know, the way the NBA is played today, it's not blowouts like we've seen before. Series aren't going 100% blowouts besides, I guess, the Milwaukee-Miami series. Um, at this point, you're getting a lot of close matchups, and I think the Clippers are going to have to deal with that going forward. But they have a pretty good team with some great players, and they're looking very good. And then we have the Los Angeles Lakers, who are the biggest question mark in this whole scenario, because the Los Angeles Lakers mortgaged their whole future on a guy in Anthony Davis who has not given them 100% certainty that he's coming back for the long term. LeBron's getting older, and at some point, Father Time is going to kick LeBron James in the butt and tell him his time is up. And Anthony Davis might not want to be there when that happens because, you know, you're looking at a situation where if LeBron James is not playing at a high level, then it's over. I mean, yes, Michael Jordan played his whole career at a high level. And even when he was on Washington, he was still a good player. But I think LeBron James is not Michael Jordan as much as people compare the two. He's going to eventually slow down because it just happens with everyone. Slow, Dirk slowed down. Paul Pierce slowed down. You know, a lot of these guys slowed down. Tony Parker slowed down, and he was, you know, great with the Spurs. You know, that's just how it goes. And unfortunately for um, someone like uh, LeBron, that could be the case. And they don't have any real draft pick compensation going forward because uh, New Orleans holds their draft picks um, and holds the cards um, pretty much until 2026, I think. You know, whether it's getting first-round picks from the Lakers, pick swaps from the Lakers. You know, the Lakers at this point just have one mess after another. And if Anthony Davis says, I'm going somewhere else, you know, Miami's doing great, Toronto's doing great. If he says, you know what, I'm going to Miami. I'm Anthony Davis, and I want to go play in South Beach. Well, how, how are the Lakers going to feel? Because they just mortgaged their whole future on a guy who was there for a year or two. And he's gone. And then what's LeBron going to do? Eh, you know, maybe I'll uh, go somewhere else. Maybe I'll stay there. Maybe I'll go uh, retire. Maybe I'll go play with the Clippers. Maybe I'll go here. You know, it's a juggernaut of problems that could occur. And I think the Lakers were so focused on getting a second superstar that they didn't think maybe the superstar might not stay. I know um, he was very loyal in New Orleans. And Anthony Davis loved New Orleans. And I know... In my opinion, Rich Paul kind of sucked the New Orleans life out of him and made Anthony Davis into something that he's not. And um, I think he's doing great in Los Angeles, but it's not a long-term fit, especially with the team you have surrounding you, which is a bunch of old guys and Kyle Kuzma, who's average. I think um, at this point, you know, you look at the situation 
if this team can win a championship, then things are on the right track. If the Lakers can't win a championship this year or next year, all bets are off. Anthony Davis might be moving somewhere else. He said he would play in Chicago. I know New York was one of the places he said he'd play when he wanted to get traded. I think there are other teams out there that could show him love. Miami, Toronto, etc. So he's not going to be short of suitors. And he's still in his prime. And so there is a chance that Anthony Davis goes somewhere else in the not-so-distant future if things in the... Uh, you know, Hollywood City just don't get done the right way. And so this is a big series and more importantly, a big playoffs for the Lakers because it has implications for their future. Because if you look at the Lakers, what they are right now, they're going to be a mess moving forward. Yes, the Lakers, if they do lose Anthony Davis and LeBron James decides, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. There is a chance that they'll use that cap space to fill in their roster in a lot of different ways. But they're not going to be getting superstars because if your two best superstars decide to leave, what's that going to make every other superstar out there want to want to go? Don't want to go to Lakers. So, you know, Magic Johnson might have got out at the right time, even though, um, you know, it looks like things are on the up and up. But one step backwards and you could fall down um, the hill. So Lakers have a lot of stuff riding on this series and the whole playoffs in general because... Like Giannis, Anthony Davis could think about his future, and it might not be wearing purple and gold.